Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Titans of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. I am hatless today, which most of you have never seen me without a hat. That's why everyone keeps asking if I had a haircut, even though I've been bald for several years. I am so excited for this episode here today. Uh, really all around virtual nursing, uh, a topic that you know I, I wish we, we all talked more about and it's starting to get its, uh, its day in the news and on all the channels. So I'm so excited to dive more into it here today with this great group. But we have four excellent guests and we're gonna kick things off by letting each of them give a little intro, uh, starting with, uh, with Ashley. Thank you for having me. I'm Dr. Ashley Von Ida. I've been in nursing for over 30 years, and I'm currently the chief nursing officer here at Equa Medical, and I run our virtual care collaboration center in Brentwood, Tennessee. Hey, my name's Sarah Bell. I'm currently a nurse administrator at Mayo Clinic, and I am in charge of our virtual care nursing programs, remote, remote patient monitoring, virtual nursing, uh, home hospital, and have spent the last decade um, in virtual care uh, starting in EICU and getting that passion for how we can deliver care differently then. And I'm really excited for what the future looks like in this space. Good, uh, good afternoon, everybody. And uh, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Syl Tripeni here, and I serve as the system chief nurse for uh, Providence, a healthcare system based in Renton, Washington, where uh, we are uh, currently uh, transforming and uh, implementing and embracing virtual care in our acute care uh, space. So it's a really exciting time. Hello, I'm Lizbeth Otruba. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer for Avisher, which uh, provides a technology virtual care platform. And as a third generation nurse, I've had an interesting career as, as you can tell we all have, um, many years as a critical care nurse. And then eight years ago, I just kind of took a shift in, uh, into industry and became what I call an intrapreneur. Um, pioneering virtual sitting and now um, really focused on virtual nursing as well. So I'm really excited for this conversation and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Really excited to have the four of you here today. Let's dig in. Ashley, we're going to start with you. Why is virtual nursing happening? Virtual nursing is happening um, primarily due to necessity and innovation. So we know there's workforce shortages, margins are shorter, nurses are leaving the bedside. And with the advancement of technology and innovation, we now have the ability to be virtually connected to our patients, regardless of where they're sitting or receiving care. So I think while virtual nursing has been around for decades now, started in the 90s, the pandemic really showed us what we could do virtually and patients were receiving excellent care and had even better outcomes. Yeah. And just to tack on to what Ashley said, correct. It's, it's out of necessity. Um, currently we have about 32% of nurses say they're going to leave the profession this year. And if that doesn't scare you, I, it scares me as a nurse and knowing that we're already a very short workforce. Um, we also know that majority of those leaving are under the age of 35 so they're getting into the workforce, um, they're having a uh, feeling like they're not getting support or they're getting burned out quickly and they're leaving the profession, which is not going to set us up for the future. It's not going to set us up to care for our baby boomers who are, who are aging and for our hospitals who are packed today. 
Um, we also know that it costs about $53,000 per nurse we turn over. And healthcare is in crisis. We're in a financial crisis. We have to change that we're caring for patients. So virtual nursing is something now that can help propel um, and provide stability for the first future of the workforce. And it's going to single-handedly, I think, sustain the nursing workforce into the future and bring us into a new model of care that's going to be cost-effective, that's going to provide job flexibility for our staff, uh, retention, recruitment, and um, I think also provide a new work environment for staff nurses so they can work at the bedside and also work in virtual care, which is very satisfying. Yeah, I mean, clearly, uh, I, I I agree with all of what my colleagues have said, and uh, and the the impetus is definitely the the supply and demand today. I also have to wonder if it's not also kind of the right evolution of what healthcare is about, or what the workforce or what the workplace uh, it was was is is to look like. I mean, every every other industry uh, has embraced, you know, technology in a way that uh, where we are being serviced very differently. I mean, you you know, think about when you go to a grocery store today, and and how technology is being used very different. Uh, and, and I mean, any service uh, industry. Uh, so why why not healthcare? Why 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 should why shouldn't we be leveraging technology differently? So yes. The supply and demand forces us to be looking at things differently, but I think it's just normal part of evolution, revolution, something's happening, and uh, I'm actually really excited to be able to embrace it. The only other thing I would add is um, the need to address the um, complexity and experience gap within nursing. So, um, so the baby boomer, very experienced wisdom worker, nurses, are retiring and sometimes retiring early at this point. And meanwhile, the complexity of patients, especially in the acute care setting, um, is increasing. So we we have this complexity experience gap that virtual nursing is just poised to really assist with. Elizabeth, we're going to carry on with you here. Where where do you see virtual nursing seeing like its biggest impact? And that question where, so I think there is um, the location where, and then where as in um, the outcomes are, are impacting, but um, just quickly on location wise, what I think is really emerging right now across the continuum of care is it's really burgeoning in the middle. So if you think about the high acuity critical care patients that sometimes had virtual ICU um, support pre-pandemic, and then all the way into the home, nursing is practiced all the way across that continuum. Um, that, you know, telehealth is pretty accepted within the home direct to consumer. What's growing right now is in the middle, um, in the hospital setting, med surge units is what, what it's often called, is where newer nurses are and we're feeling that's where a lot of pressure is happening and, and where we're seeing exciting things happen. So location-wise, that's where, and I think impact-wise, Patient experience is being impacted um, positively um, because it helps with patient flow. If a virtual nurse can assist with admissions and discharges and just smooth out the patient flow, um, as well as the quality of patient experience and um, quality of outcomes and having a really high quality education from a, an experienced nurse decreases readmissions 
as well as impacting um, and mentoring novice nurses and having uh, phone a friend available for newer nurses. So I think on the impact wise, it's patient experience, it's staff experience, and it's patient quality, not to mention um, cost efficiencies. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth is uh, is spot on. And uh, that's, that's where I would like to kind of underscore, particularly all of the, you know, the the newest place uh, space in where we are, uh, where we are um, rolling out virtual uh, nursing is really to support the acute care setting. Uh, you know, we've many of us have 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 leveraged you know virtual nursing in, in in many in many settings, and you know, and telehealth is not a new thing. And uh, and uh, and and observing patients uh, remotely is not is not new either. And However, supporting and servicing and caring for patients virtually in the acute care space, that's probably the newest, uh, you know, the newest uh, venture that we've had. And she's, she's spot on. It's, it's the right thing to do to have much better engagement with our patients. Uh, we're having great engagement, uh, you know, with the staff and all of the, and we're not breaking, break, breaking it. In other words, we it's it's going to be a while for us to really be able to say that it's having an impact on quality outcomes at least for us it's too new for, uh, for to 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 tell that story however uh uh so far our experience has been that it's uh it's it certainly is staging the a much better experience for those for those who give care and for those who receive uh, who receive care and another thing that she mentioned that I think is very important to underscore, I mean, at the at the end of the day, in today's environment, uh, even if even if uh, imagine imagine a world where uh, uh, we uh, all of us find nurses and all of our vacancies are hundred percent filled, right? And we don't have to rely on all of the uh, you know agencies and 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 overtime and and we fill all of our positions. In today's reimbursement environment, we actually can't afford to provide care. I mean, that's a scary thought. It really is. So what if we were able to provide better care, create a much better experience, and you and I complain that healthcare costs a lot of money. What if we were able to do that at a reasonable price for everybody? including you and I with, you know, with what it's costing us, right, to receive care. It's just the right thing to do. Yeah, to piggyback on what Syl mentioned, I think virtual nursing sees its biggest impact in four areas. The first is burnout and reduction of burnout, not only on the staff on the receiving end of the virtual care model, so feeling that support at the bedside, but then also the nurses who get to participate in providing the virtual care. Um, the second is providing a more flexible work environment. Um, COVID proved that we, we can work from home. Um, we can be successful in that model. And our nursing teams have families. Um, they have um, desire flexibility. And so an option where they could work remote in uh, still providing healthcare um, will, I think, provide us a stopgap for people leaving healthcare. The third is in recruitment. Um, if, if done correctly and if the infrastructure is built correctly, you can have nurses all over the country that you're hiring into your facility because they're virtual nurses. 
Um, and I stress that in people are scared when we say nursing can work remote. With, when given the right infrastructure and um, set up correctly, it can be a very successful model to have nurses working remote. And then the fourth is as that clinical resource. We have very young nurses. They're coming out of nursing school with limited clinical experiences. Having that um, experienced nurse at the elbow virtually is helping them feel supported, helping um, them feel like they're caring for patients better. Um, and this all is done and uh, when done with the correct infrastructure, can impact, to Sill's point, patient outcomes. But that's a longer game. Um, it can impact um, kind of how we transition patients from inpatient to outpatient, having that workforce. But that's a longer game. It's getting that infrastructure in place and being committed to it, not looking for outcomes right away, but building that infrastructure, and then the outcomes start coming. I agree with each of, each of you. I think... Um... Virtual nursing is really redefining care and healthcare changes all the time and we are the very last to embrace it. Everybody who's ever done bedside practice has said, well, we've always done it that way, but they can't tell you the why. So I think virtual nursing helps to put those pieces together of the why of care and it allows not only the bedside nurse more time to provide that hands-on care, but the virtual nurse time to connect with them. So while it's anecdotal right now, the data is going to come. It took us 10 years to get really solid data on virtual sitting, and we've seen huge impacts in that on patient safety, outcomes, financial. And I think really it's about embracing it, learning to adapt your model and to wonder why you're doing it. Just the documentation alone, we do a lot of it because we've always done it. And when we went to the electronic system, we continue those same core practices without rationale behind it. So I think virtual nursing gives us those options. And, and Sarah, we're going to kick off with you for, for this next prompt uh, and then go sell uh, Elizabeth. Where, where do you see like virtual nursing playing into the telehealth maturing of organizations, for instance? Yeah, it's a great question. The virtual nurse is the backbone for your telehealth program, just like they're the backbone bone of staffing our hospitals, of staffing our clinics. So if you start a virtual nursing program, the rest will come. And we can have that infrastructure across the care continuum. So having nurses that are doing remote monitoring, having nurses that are doing home hospital care, nurses in the inpatient setting doing virtual RN, doing EICU. You build that care continuum, you make patients transition more seamless. So they're going um, from different levels of care with consistency and having the virtual nurse. Um, you're having patients get out of the hospital sooner because they're going home with the assistance of a virtual nurse when they get home. Um, it can really help that throughput. And so I think that's that's where um, the future is. And it's if starting the program now will help you build out the rest of your telehealth infrastructure. So yeah, that's 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 interesting, Sarah. I, had, I hadn't thought of it, you know, from that perspective. And yes, you know, that makes sense. And interestingly enough, for us, our experience was the reverse, uh, where we had a really robust telehealth program, and all of a sudden we realized, hmm, <laughs> right, we we could leverage this infrastructure, and we could to provide the services from within. So I think the reverse can also occur for uh, you know perhaps for organizations, and and where I see uh, at at where I see for us the, you know, the future is really uh, 
there we're we're here's how we're looking at it uh, or at least how i'm challenging myself uh and others right now is all care should be and can be delivered virtually and what are the exception as opposed to the other way around in an acute care setting now that's very challenging uh and uh h- however i think that that's i think that's the the right way of approaching this right now so so for for us it's uh yes we need to be able to support the care in all settings by leveraging tele, tele, telehealth but how about in the traditional acute care setting what can you bring remotely so that you can better leverage your resources and create a much better experience for the patients and i think that this is where uh this is where the this is where the connection comes. That makes complete sense. And, and we keep talking about this um, thing. And I love about nursing is to the traditions of nursing, but also it's something that frustrates me about nursing is the traditions in nursing. And, um, and, and from my perspective, and we all, this is a great panel because we're all kind of looking at this elephant from different angles. And um, so Avishur is the um, pioneer and tele-sitter in the tele-sitter solution. So we have 1,100 hospitals that are using and have been using that solution for many years. So there's an adoption model that we're seeing kind of the evolution. And many are starting to fund their virtual nursing program or foray into virtual nursing with the savings they get from the virtual sitting efficiencies. And, and starting with admission and discharge support, but I really see that moving into virtual nurse being part of a new care delivery team. Um, so there's like a, and, and I can't wait to see nurses elevate to leadership positions, even starting right out of nursing school, they're gonna be a team lead of a group of, you know, it might be an LPN and a nursing assistant and a virtual nurse that are providing care for a group of patients. And I just love it that nurses are going to elevate and take even more of a leadership position um, right from the start. And so we're going to start with you, then Ashley, then Elizabeth, then Sarah. What barriers uh, do we still need to overcome in order to support uh, nurses, uh, nursing's virtual adoption? Barriers? Like, really? We don't have barriers. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So I would say from our side, it's data and financials you have to have proof of concept because everybody wants to see that they are getting something back and it is a new concept so those outcomes and that throughput the flow piece all of that time is money so um, virtual nursing for us was also born out of necessity these hospitals were using telehealth and keeping sicker patients who's going to take care of them So now we have some of those little data points to say we kept 30% more of our patients. Our throughput time was 100 minutes shorter. So we're getting that on a smaller scale. So once hospitals can see that and see the financial benefit of it, and then the financial benefit of the turnover reduction, I think that's going to spread virtual nursing across the country very quickly. You know, I actually talked, uh, uh, I, I think Ashley is the one who's, who was talking about redefining care earlier. Um, and, uh, and I want to start there because at the, at the end of the day, um, 
that that's that's part of the excitement and part of the barriers as well because we 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 are uh, we are at the right time right now to completely redefine and quite and I would I would dare say deconstruct the role of the nurse as we know it today so we can rebuild it want to bring joy back to practice and part of it is having a, a role of uh, of the virtual nurse in that space and uh, because we because we we can't keep doing things the way we do things i i've been a nurse for 34 years the whole world has changed around me everything has changed there's one thing that hasn't changed is how we practice nursing at the bedside there's something wrong with that with that picture so 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 it's exciting and and it's it's nerve-wracking at the same time but as we think about uh, really making sure that our, our nurses are finding joy in practicing. It really requires for us to be re-looking at how we do things. And, and, and virtual nursing is one piece of it. So we can't underestimate. So going back to your question about a barrier, we can't underestimate the change management that, that is required to, you know, to make this, to make this happen. Uh, so, so I, I, I think that, you know, preparing uh, preparing our nurses in in the schools today, uh, the few our future nurses on how do you actually show up, and and what does it mean to practicing you know virtually is uh, is something that really needs to be overcome today, uh, so that we uh, so that we're really successful uh, successful at it. Yeah, I wanted to jump in and piggyback on what Syl said. The the barrier is simple. We don't have enough nurses. And the last thing initially people want to think about is giving up physical bodies in the virtual space to do that. Um, you can be very short-sighted in saying, we're too short to do virtual nursing. We don't have enough physical bodies. But imagine when you deploy a virtual nursing program, the capabilities where your physical nurses are actually able to spend more time with the patients who need them most. And they are providing a more efficient, uh, sustainable way of caring for patients. And then you're also building in a retention strategy to keep nurses there, to keep nurses in your organization and working in a hybrid manner where they can work some days at the bedside, some days virtually um, is a long strategy to get you a retention and kind of stop this um, exodus from the bedside. So I, I think that that is a short-sighted thing that if you can jump in and, and deploy the program, knowing that the benefits will pay off um, and you will have that security in your workforce um, is where we need to go. And I also think too, um, as nursing leaders, we need to be laser focused on this and being the future in this. We're not going to let others lead how we transform nursing. Mm -hmm. We need to lead that as nursing leaders. We need to be at the table. Um, we need to be partnering with the tech companies, with the other places to tell them, this is what I need from you to transform the way we care for patients. Because to Sill's point, we haven't changed the way we care for patients at the bedside ever. Um, and now we're in necessity. And if nursing's not at the table, we're not going to get the tools and the infrastructure needed to be successful. So uh, my challenge to places, if you don't have a nurse at the table um, to have these conversations and to be um, deploying these solutions, um, it's going to be a difficult process to get that started. Absolutely. And um, th I was 
wanting to say amen to that, um, that we need to lead this change or, or it will be done for us and we're not going to like it. Um, and um, I am on the I'm a subject on the task force from, from the Academy of Medical Surgical Nurses to define the role and, and make this a specialty in med search nursing, virtual nursing. And um, we're launching a certification for that coming up. And I think that is one of the barriers too is understanding that um, providing care virtually, it requires different um, domains, skills and knowledge and the website manner that a virtual nurse needs. And um, I was talking to one of our um, nurse leaders at a, uh, one of our customers yesterday. And he said, when he's interviewing for virtual nurses, and they're hesitant because they say, I'm going to miss bedside care, I'm going to miss patient care, then he knows that that's who he wants to hire. <laughs> so he wants to hire the reluctant ones. And then they find out that patients um, just really engage with them on a deeper level because they're not as busy and they're not as interrupted. So a patient will say to a virtual nurse, um, my my nurse is super busy. She keeps running to other call lights. She keeps answering her device. Um, so I didn't want to bother her with this, but I'm really concerned about this new symptom or I'm really confused about that. And um, so I think once nurses understand how gratifying it can be, um, that'll be a, a great barrier to overcome. And sticking with you, Elizabeth, what would you like to see next with virtual nursing? Um, I think the definition of success is when um, the the bedside care team can't live without it. Um, so one of our hospitals has started, you know, five days a week, and and then the nurses weren't sure this was going to be good. Um, and and can they give up this documentation task? Can they trust someone else remotely to do that for their patients? Um, and um, but then they worked on a weekend and said, oh, I couldn't live without it on Sunday. I didn't know what to do without the virtual nurse on a Sunday. And, um, and that's a real win. And I'll just um, close with a story from that hospital where um, the, the bedside nurse was newer. She had a hectic day. The virtual nurse was kind of helping her with tasks and making phone calls. And they, they got through it in that um, she called the virtual nurse one last time and said, I just have one more question can you tell me, am I doing a good job? And that virtual nurse was a more senior nurse and was able to really help that bedside nurse not, you know, feel like an imposter. And, um, and it just really like the prevention of, of burnout there um, with that mentoring, virtual remote mentoring was, is I think priceless. So that's why I'm, I'm excited to see it go into the future. Imagine a world where no matter where you go in any hospitals across the entire United States and the world for that matter, that every single bed has the capability of, uh, uh, has this, this monitor and this camera and this virtual nurse that is there available. Imagine this world where uh, the, there's a healthcare team that, uh, that supports you as a patient uh, and that supports you as a practicing uh, nurse that is there physically, virtually. Uh, that's what I want to see as the next thing for virtual nursing. I, I think 
our patients and our nurses deserves to see them everywhere in all of our uh, in all our of our environment. Uh, that's 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 what I, that's 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 what I want to see, and that's up to us to make this happen. Agree with Syl. Um, love the question of what's the future because it's endless. It's up to us. Um, we have to redefine what it is. That's our job. But I I love Syl's point in. Um, Imagine a future where there's video in every room. That should be happening in short order. You don't have virtual nursing without the virtual component. It is going to take a cost infrastructure up front to get that. But that unlocks so many things and making that commitment to do that is huge. Um, we are kind of developing some AI machine learned algorithms to help kind of bring some automation to our virtual nurses. Um, nursing has been rooted in we're problem solvers, we're fixers. And where we need to move as a profession is I can have um, algorithms and AI and infrared sensors and ambient sensing actually facilitate my care. So don't um, run the risk of having your virtual nurse just taking, taking on tasks that should be done by uh, bots or you know other types of AI tech anyways. That's not a successful virtual nursing program. We have to actually transform the way we're, we're caring for patients and using different things. And I also think the future is bright in the terms of some large language models. How do we serve our nurses the right pathway that they need to go down without, I'm sure we're all digging through paper and SharePoints and protocols and workflows. Having that workflow serve to you on the screen so you can keep moving efficiently makes your virtual nursing program um, more successful and better. And I think the future is bright. It's filled with, um, you know, lots of tech that can help uh, extend that virtual nurse's assessment capabilities. They can help partner with unlicensed staff or you know, LPN staff at the bedside to do more assessments and really extend the reach of the RN because we want the onsite RN to be with the patients who need them most. And I think our patients and families want that as well. They wanna be with the patient who needs them the most at that time. And they don't wanna to have to be worried about what they're missing and everybody else. And, and that's the future. And um, that's what excites me and gives me just that fire to move quickly and try new things and fail fast so that we can move quickly. I agree with Sarah and Syl. I think virtual nursing needs to be standardized. So what's the definition of it? I know even amongst us, we all have different definitions. Is it that EICU? Is it that resource nurse that's just available to mentor that novice nurse? So standardizing the terms and then standardizing the care. I know personally, if I had somebody who was overwatch and could help that nurse at the bedside in time of crisis or they were busy, I would feel much better with my care. And we deserve it to people who come to us for healthcare to provide the absolute best outcomes with AI, with standardization, and using the precious resources that we have of nurses. We're not getting any more of them. We're never gonna have enough of them. So how can we embrace what we have and use them to the highest of their potential? I have one last thing for everyone. I'm putting everyone on the spot. Quick fire question. Name someone that you, you really like their thoughts on the topic that we discussed today that was not on this call. One by one, original order. If you need time, we'll go back to you. But um, I think it's important to continue the conversation and to, for all people to also listen to this and see who else really cares about this topic? I'm nameless, but I will tell you the med surge nursing group that Lisbeth spoke about. I have been on three webinars with them, their domains, the certification, 
there is a group of very high thought leaders in nursing that are working to help us standardize that. And I think any and all of them would be essential to carry on this conversation. Um, that's Terry Hinckley is the CEO of the Academy of Med Search Nursing. She's really leading it, but that's Ashley's answer. Because I, I, I want to say another one would be Colleen Malozzi, and she's the Chief Nurse Informatics Officer at Jefferson Health. So the CNIO role is key. And I, I'd love to see that role being elevated. And they're really doing um, great things in, in, in virtual nursing there. I would say it takes a team. So um, it's hard to name just one, but it, at Mayo, we have a team that does this, a mix of myself, nurse managers, nursing education specialists, clinical nurse specialists, informaticists. So Dominic Paul, Erica Rowland, Marnie Carlson, Amy Robertson. Um, they have been just endless in creating that the policies, the procedures, the workflow to get us there. And then surrounding yourself with others in virtual care that might not be nurses. So I have a product director. His name's Lukash Manka. He helps me on the product side in figuring out the vendors. We're nurses. We don't have to be the experts in the vendors. We have to partner with people who can do that. I have physician partners. Um, Michael Maniachi, he's one of our hospitalists who helps me. Um, Sarah Pletcher, she's a physician out of Houston Methodist. So knowing others in this space that can help propel you um, because it can't be done alone. It really does take a village. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jared, I was going to say Sarah Bell and you, everyone needs to connect with, uh, with Sarah. Oh, she's on this call with us. <laughs> I mean, and all, and all joke, joking aside though, you know, I've had conversations with Sarah before and I remember hearing, you know, I mean, she, she was one of the one that actually inspired, uh, you know, me and, and really getting this going at, uh, at Providence. I would, I would say, I'm not going to give a name, but I would probably, because uh, I can't think of uh, anyone else other than those that were mentioned today. But I, what I would say, uh, piggybacking on what Sarah uh, uh, suggested, this is, this is definitely, there's, there's resources and they're starting to build and there's experiences that we all need to leverage, uh, leverage that. I would probably call out uh, AONL as an organization where I would encourage anyone who uh, is a member of that uh, to really get plugged into the conversations that are starting in uh, in this space. And there is a subcommittee that's that's definitely looking at new models of care and virtual nursing is very much part of this uh, of this conversation. So leveraging your uh, your professional organization uh, is uh, is very important in that space. Awesome. Thank you all so much for, for joining me in this conversation today. Hopefully we can have you come back on uh, again at some point. We can dive into some new topics, uh, even a recap of where are things at, and hopefully they continue to be farther along, right? That's always the fear is you have people come back and the industry is in the same spot. So we hope that's not the case, and, and I don't think it will be. But uh, really appreciate having all you here today. Uh -huh.